You're listening to the Della Darling Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Dara. We're taking Dara's love of telling people's stories, Emily's love of attending events, and our mutual love of the first date, and highlighting the best people to meet, places to go, and things to do that Delaware has to offer. Hello, everyone. We're so excited. Um, actually, when we were creating this episode, it was the first time we were typing 2019 in for our raw file titles. And it felt really good to know that we've made it into really our second year of podcasting. Yeah, Emily asked me if I was um, surprised to know that we'd be approaching the year mark in April. And I said no, because I think that time really has gone by quickly, but we've been able to pack so much in and just like when you say, oh, a couple episodes ago, that was actually like in the summer and we've covered so much. We have. We've had so many great guests and um, I'm really excited because we have another great guest for you guys this episode. But we have really been slacking on giving you guys sort of the Delaware news, the weird and the funny. Um, and, and we really wanted to touch on that stuff. So before we bring our guest on, we just want to recap a couple of things we've been up to and then give you guys the, give you guys the news. So Dee, what's, what's the biggest thing we've been up to? Well, for the second year, we have started a new year with the indoor triathlon, um, the Delaware Charity Challenge um, held at the Riverfront. Uh, you got me to do it for the first time last year. Um, we're back again this year. And I think maybe this means that I should have pushed myself harder, but every time I leave, I'm like, oh, I could do that again. It's always really hard when it's happening, but then it's over and it's like, okay. But then I was, oh, but I was like seven o'clock at night. I was sore. But I think, um, but that's the point. You were able to complete it and you would do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't mean it wasn't hard when you were doing it. I think that a lot of times things that are rewarding, you're, you're willing to go through again. And Obviously, I can make it through 45 minutes of pain for that that lasting um, euphoria from your endorphins yes. because you know exercise gives you endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. They don't. Um, and so I like that endorphin high that comes from doing things like the triathlon. So we were doing it. We were raising money for Family Promise, which you might remember um, Ryan Catalani was on many episodes ago at this point, um, talking about that. And it is um, a special nonprofit in Delaware that not only helps um, families stick together who are dealing with homelessness, um, but it's really the emphasis is on all families. Um, So we got to feel good about doing that. We got to feel good about exercising. Um, One part of the triathlon I really enjoyed was the volunteers there. They were so good about cheering you on, making sure you had what you needed. When I was on the treadmill portion, so we had to do 15 minutes on the rowing machine, 15 minutes on the bike, 15 minutes on the treadmill. Um, I had like the person who was watching my time. She was like, I was gonna do this, but then I volunteered instead. And I told her I would do the last minute of my run for her. And I knocked up the intensity. And I got like just a little bit farther than I would have. And that felt really good. So it's always good to do some workouts with friends and, and do great things like that. I know I was glad to have so many good friends. Um, my mom participated, Meredith, Dara, and my friend Becky from the gym. Um, and actually, after we were done, Becky went to kickboxing because she's oh crazy. 
She's crazy. She pulled the team. She did pull the team. She was the fastest. She went the farthest on everything. We're very proud. Um, but when we were done, I came home and took a shower and a nap. And then I met up with her and a couple of our other gym friends for a wine and cheese and honey pairing mm. at Penn's Woods. Um, so it's actually, Penn's Woods is one of my favorite wineries because they do such great events. And I love that they do their pairings and they've enclosed their porch so that in the summer or in the winter, you can still sort of sit outside and enjoy the vineyard. Um, and the honey and cheeses were all local and they were all so good. And the wines there are, are I think they're just really great, especially for this region. Do you know where you can get, can you get a jar of honey? Yeah, so they had all of the cheeses and honeys we tried were for sale. You could get them at Penn's Woods, and they had all the info of the different um, dairies and bee farms, I guess, that the honeys and cheeses came from. That sounds delicious. I'm a little upset that I missed it, but I was also deep in recovery at this point. Well, they have some other um, pairing events coming up in the next few months, so maybe we'll make it to one. But then you really wanted to talk about what's been in the news in Delaware. We have <laughs> and the girl, there has been so much in the news and we have not been bringing it to you. So this has been an ongoing story and I'm kind of glad we didn't talk about it in an earlier episode so that we could talk about it now that it has been somewhat resolved. Mm -hmm. And that is the mysterious music heard throughout the Delaware River. <laughs> And I, this is the kind of stuff, like, I'm ready for a Lifetime movie. Let me set the scene for you. People are just calling and calling and calling from Pensgrove, from Carney's Point, from Pennsville. They're calling the police department, complaining about this loud music that they're hearing coming from across the river. I think this is like an M. Night Shyamalan sort of thing. Well, it is, but here's, you'll see what I mean by when we get to Lifetime. Okay. It's like okay. very Lifetime-esque once we get to the investigative piece. So this mu they're getting calls and complaints. They can't track down the sound of the music. Um, and it's coming. Like, de people in Delaware are complaining, in Newcastle, in Wilmington, north of Wilmington. They're getting all of these complaints. And so this police officer over in New Jersey finally says, you know what? I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drive over to Wilmington. I'm going to drive down near the river. And I'm just going to get out of the car and listen. And then I'm going to head that direction. Get out of the car and listen. And head that direction. And that's where I'm like seeing the Lifetime movie come about. Where you're like, you can see the cop coming around the corner. And he just like is listening, right? Um, so he finally identified it was these four cars. One of them with this like massive subwoofer sound system in this van um, in a parking lot. And so the cop rolled up and like saw these guys. And the guys all got nervous and hopped in the car. And he's like... All I wanted to do was say, hey, can you turn it down? We're getting a lot of complaints. I just wanted to know. <laughs> um, but he also was a New Jersey police officer and doesn't have jurisdiction in Delaware. So that was sort of weird. So um, he was able to get a pictures of a couple of their license plates and sort of write down some descriptions. Mm -hmm. And so he did submit them to police over here so that if we start hearing the music again, they sort of have an idea of who they can contact to say, hey, hey, can you just, can you just cut it out? But... Um, I just find the whole thing to be so silly, um, and, it, and it almost feels like a fraternity prank. Mm -hmm. I know we had one fraternity every Friday morning. They would start blasting music at 6 a.m. out of their back porch, um, which was fun, except I lived in the amphitheater that sort of aligned perfectly with that fraternity, mm -hmm. and so every Friday morning at 6 a.m., I was woken up by Kesha or Carly Rae or... Um, 
whatever you could think of. Friday, Friday by Rebecca Black. Classics. Um, on my campus, it was, there was a portion of Fraternity Row, and then there was a huge academic building. And so when they were blasting mu music, it would bounce off of the building, and would it actually sound like the Life Sciences building was blasting music? Mm -hmm. But yeah, th I don't think that this mysterious music tale is over. I think that there will be yet a third part. I do. I think it's going to be ongoing, and we will definitely keep you updated on that one. But that's not the only interesting news happening in Wilmington. Yeah, so um, actually, as I was putting together the budget for today's episode, I came across this article by, you know, one of our favorite news journal reporters, Ryan Cormier. Um, we overlap with a lot of the same sort of um, interests for the show and then what he writes. And so I, I actually had heard about this TV show, Temptation Island, um, which for... We'll, we'll call it a reality dating show. Um, for those who are interested, you can look it up. It premieres um, to, for you guys tonight. This is going to be coming out on Tuesday, January 15th. And um, it actually is premiering on Tuesday, January 15th. But episode one is already online, so you can check it out. And it's a reboot from an early 2000s show. Um, but they're actually going to be... Um, there's going to be someone from Wilmington. So James Thompson... He's from Wilmington. He lives here now, and he's going to be one of the male temptations on the show. Um, temptations. So I know. Uh, if you look up the premise of the show, you'll you'll sort of understand what that role is. So he's going to be in the show, um, and you know I'm looking at the pictures, and this sounds interesting. And I'd heard about the show, so you know I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I'll I'll check it out now. I'll watch and see if I see him on it. But as I'm reading Ryan Cormier's story about him, he's the founder, co-owner, and works full-time at a company called DLH CAD, which is a computer drafting um, or computer design company, and they specialize in BIM. And immediately I realized that is the company that is in my office. So my office is on the first floor of our building and across the hall is DLH CAD. You work on Temptation Island. I work adjacent to Temptation <laughs> Island. I work on like the archipelago of Temptation <laughs> Island. Um, and so I'm reading and, and it sounds like James is actually this really interesting person. He's the founder of Wilmington Placemakers and a lot of you will know that they were a huge part and really one of their big efforts was making Wilmington Green Box happen. Um, but the other thing that I found so, um, I don't even know how to describe this, I guess like Parent Trap-esque, mm -hmm. okay. So, you know, in the Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan goes to camp and then other Lindsay Lohan also goes to camp and then they discover each other and they find out they're twins. This is slightly less dramatic because um, these are actually two different people and not just two Lindsay Lohans. But James goes to the show and his brother is there also filming the show as a as a as reality a temptation. as a temptation and so they have different last names and his brother lives in California now and is pursuing a career in acting and modeling and so I guess they hadn't really talked about what they were going to be doing it was only a month long filming mm -hmm. and so um, they show up and the producers didn't know that they had picked brothers to be on this show um, they thought this guy's Living in California, this guy's in Delaware. So it's actually going to be two Delawareans, and um, James is, is still still living here, living downtown, working downtown, and um, so that's pretty exciting. I love the article um, announcing this because of like all of the Wilmington name-dropping that it did. It was like, um, 
you know, maybe you've seen him at Docklands Riverfront, Catherine Rooney's, or Kelly's Logan House. Like, just all of all of the Delaware names. But see, what they didn't write is maybe you've seen him in the parking lot at work, <laughs> which is where I have seen him. So had, had Ryan put that in that first couple paragraphs, I maybe would have realized sooner. See? Well, we, um, I can't guarantee that I'm going to tune in, but I will... I will check it out online. Yes. Um, and then another couple of things. Um, these sort of go hand in hand. Um, one is that the 76ers Fieldhouse is set to open at the end of this month, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm excited for the Blue Coats, formerly the 87ers. I'm a little sad they're not the 87ers I liked anymore. When they were the 87ers, I liked it too. I think it tied them into Delaware history, U.S. history. It sort of made it clear that they were a partner team to the 76ers, mm-hmm. um, and that's a little less obvious. But the Blue Coats still great, um, and I love that the Fieldhouse is going to be opening. And actually, WSTW has partnered with them to put on this event called the Snow Jam. And it's going to be featuring OAR and Val Astaire. And I got to tell you, you guys, the tickets are like $25 to $50. Um, I mean, it's crazy. The seats are going to be great. It's I think it's about 3,000 people it can hold to the concert. So when you have a venue that's that small, every seat is great, okay? Mm-hmm. Even your nosebleeds, you're still going to be closer than you would ever be, even at somewhere like the Bob, in all honesty. So I think it's a great a great thing, and it's going to bring some other um, opportunities for musicians and, and comedians and different acts to come into the city. So I have thought that I have met the 87ers before. It was a couple years ago at the um, the ice cream festival at Rockwood mm-hmm. Park. And they're, you know, walking around there, di- the different booths. You can learn about all sorts of activities. And, and, and you, you and went they, to the 87ers booth? And I was just doing my rounds. And there's the 87ers booth. And it's like you can win tickets if you take a picture at the booth. And there are these two guys. And they're taller than me. Okay. Okay, so here's the problem with that. They're taller um, than me and they're at the booth. Right, but we're not very tall people. We're not. So you have to realize anybody over six feet, I think, is like statuesque. Indeed. So we're at the booth and they're like, hey, you know, take a picture with the 87ers logo. Except I didn't really realize it was like logo. I thought it was like take a picture with the with 87ers. With the 87ers. And so then I was like, well, I guess like I could win tickets. Like, why not? I'm sure. Here. And so then I was like, okay, like, where do you guys want to take the picture? And they're like, you want us to be in the picture? <laughs> like, um, I thought yeah. that was the point. And they were like, no, we're just at the booth. So they were not 87ers. Do you think they no. worked for the 87ers? They were like the marketing guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were young. They were young and looked like they could play they basketball. They were young and they were taller than me, and they were at the Delaware 87ers booth. It's, a, it's an understandable mistake. I didn't win those tickets. It's too bad. But you know what? We'll have our opportunity because we're definitely going to have to check out a game now that they're going to be in Wilmington with their own, you know, with their own um, arena. Mm-hmm. Um, another awesome thing about Wilmington, and honestly, like, my heart was so overjoyed to see this because Wilmington has had such a bad reputation for crime um, over the last decade or two, and I was so excited to see these stats that Mayor Perzicki came out with um, from our police force. And, uh, it, like I said, it just warms my heart and makes me so happy. 
So shootings in Wilmington are down 56%. Um, in 2017, there were 164 shootings. And then in 2018, there were 72. So we more than halved or less than halved. I don't know how you would say that. Um, the number of shootings, which is awesome. And shooting victims were down 59% and homicide gun homicides were down 41%. So just to put that in perspective, like... It, I mean, those are huge numbers to be making a change. Um, and in a place as small as Wilmington, that's hard to do. So um, with gun homicides, and we say it's down 41%, in 2017, there were 32. And in 2018, there were 19. So to take out that many is, is just amazing. So this reminded me of um, something that came out a few months ago, um, which was that there was a, a like an open letter to the mayor um, from a woman she was looking she and her husband were looking to move to the area they'd seen um, you know the murder town USA headlines and so she like she wrote an open letter to Mayor Perziki about um, you know should she it was basically convinced me to move to Wilmington um, and she did move to Wilmington um, and we have since met her and one of the things that we've talked about doing at some point is potentially having stories of people about like falling in love with Wilmington or falling like coming to Delaware kind of figuring it out um, so I would suggest we'll link to that of course um, people can check it out and then of course you should also check out the full Delaware online article with the statistics um, and the more in-depth reporting about those stats Emily just gave you yes um, and for people who are interested in coming to Delaware this has almost nothing to do with that um, but this is us at the end of their winter finale. They teased a little trip to Delaware. So um, one of the characters has a family member who lives in Delaware now. And so they teased the Pearsons. They might be, they might be TV road tripping from Pittsburgh down to Delaware. Maybe. Or I'll, really from New Jersey. I guess they all live in New Jersey. Now. I mean, I haven't watched in a while. I'm, I'm behind. I'm like very behind. Mm -hmm. um, as in pretty much not, not watching, unfortunately. Um, but they did film in Philadelphia recently. So maybe they'll just have to film in Delaware as well. Um, I hope so. Um, and if that happens, we will let you know. And I will try to get somebody on the podcast. It may be like a PA's assistant, which I realize <laughs> that they are the assistants, but it may be an assistant to the assistant. But we will find somebody if they come and film in Delaware because we are so excited about that. Um, and one other thing that is filming in Delaware is the Antiques Roadshow. So my mom's super excited. She put in for tickets. Um, for those who don't know, it's coming to Winter over the summer. You can enter for your chance to win tickets to go. And she has already started sort of listing things that she might be able oh. to take. Um, and my brother suggested a lamp, but my dad really loves that lamp. And so I don't really want them to find out it's worth something because my dad loves it. So we'll let you know how that shakes out. Um, but... I think that'll that that pretty much wraps up our news for this episode. So we talked a little bit about who we might be having coming up in 2019, but who do we have coming on today? So Kristen Lepley is a triathlete, I guess biathlete now. Um, she does a lot of aqua bike races, and she's a group fitness instructor here in Delaware. She's been in the area for a number of years. Um, and is really, really involved in this sort of like fitness scene. And so I knew she would be such a great guest because we're all really getting involved with those New Year's resolutions. Um, 
I know I'm trying, not necessarily as a resolution, but you know, you always feel that new year, new you. And so I'm trying to stay really consistent with my workouts and make sure I'm at the gym. Um, and I think Kristen's going to be a really good inspiration for a lot of people. And I think she has some good tips and tricks for how to keep yourself motivated and how to get more involved in your fitness journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that you did mention that her dream has to be to appear on a podcast. That is her dream. Yes. When I first met Kristen, we bonded over our love of podcasts. And um, she did tell me that her, her dream was to one day be on a podcast. And so I'm so glad we could make that happen tonight. Okay, Kristen, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is my first time meeting you, um, but Emily arranged this uh, podcast recording. So Emily, would you like to do the introductions? Sure. So I met Kristen last summer. Um, my mom has a friend from years ago at AstraZeneca. They work together. Um, who has a beach house in Avalon, New Jersey. So my mom and I wanted a little shore trip. And Michelle said, come on down. I have a friend who's also going to be here, but we have room for you. So we went down and Kristen was actually competing in a race that weekend in Atlantic City. So we were introduced and we bonded over our love of reality TV and podcasts. Yes, we did. So it was really exciting. Um, Kristen probably has had the most enthusiastic response of anyone I've told about the <laughs> podcast and immediately downloaded mm -hmm. it and has become an avid listener. I have, yes. And I just re-listened to the, your end of year podcast yesterday. So it was very exciting. It was very exciting. Oh, yeah. So we're so glad to have somebody who's been with us sort of almost since the beginning. Thank you so much. And you did confirm when um, we met before we started recording that you can tell our voices apart. Yes, I can. Yes. So that's great to know. <laughs> yeah, that's been a big test for us. Um, and Kristen agreed that especially once you've met one of us, it's very easy to tell the difference in mm -hmm. sort of the, I think, the intonation and rhythm and personality. So um, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on, other than the fact that you are a fan, um, <laughs> was that it's January, we're doing a lot of talking and thinking about habits and staying healthy, um, and you are not only a fitness instructor, but a triathlete, which is amazing. We just came off of our own triathlon. We are also triathletes. triathletes. My mother is also a triathlete. <laughs> Shout out to Kim. Um she emailed me the results this week to let me know that our trio team actually got third place in awesome. our division, which was exciting. Um, so we're down a place from last year, but last year there were only two teams. And so this year we actually were better than other people. Not better, faster. faster. We were faster than other people. Um, so that was exciting. And my mother completed the race, and I think that was her goal. And she seemed happy with it until she saw the results. I think she should still be happy. Absolutely. Completing um, is complete, awesome. Yeah, I think completing is a big deal. And I will say, like, the, um, the distances that I ran, biked, and rode are something I would never have been able to do three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, like, that's an accomplishment. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit about how you became interested in fitness? Absolutely. So I have always been active even as a child. So I swam when I was younger. My mom had us in swim lessons and then I was a cheerleader growing up through high school and then I swam my senior year in high school and I was pretty good. So I swam in college and then after college I started to work like most of us do and that didn't leave much room for time for to, to do much else. So and then I started to gain a lot of weight. 
as we most do when we sit down oh, at the, the desk, desk The desk yeah. job. The terrible, the terrible, terrible desk, desk job. job. And you drive there, and then you mm-hmm. sit and there, then you sit, and, then, and you then you drive home, and then you eat. And you're tired. And then you watch TV, and then you sleep, and then you drive to work, yeah. and it's just an ongoing cycle. And you get into this routine, and then you eat what's quick, and it's not good. And I started to gain all this weight, and I was over 300 pounds. Oh my gosh. So it, it you, just. She is not over 300 pounds anymore. <laughs> not anymore. That was my reaction, was I found it hard to believe. <laughs> I, so I just gained all this weight and I f- was very unhealthy and I, w- I didn't know what to do with myself. And so I was living with a friend of mine at the time and we lived next to the Y when I moved back to Delaware. And I just, she started to get me to go to a spin class with her. And so shortly, slowly, I started to get back on a pattern and a rhythm. And then I said to myself, I need to do something that I like to do. Just going to the gym and getting on the treadmill isn't fun for me. I need to do something that's fun. And so she had said that she was going to do these triathlons. I'm like, well, I can swim. I can put my butt on a bike. I'm not a runner. I like to be in the water. So she talked to me about the different kinds of triathlons and how there's different distances. So I found and just Googled here in Delaware triathlon teams. And I found one. And I just showed up to practice one day, and I became friends with these people who I've been friends with for almost 10 years now. And that's how I kind of found this group and kind of got into this triathlons and just slowly, as a beginner, just started to participate and get back onto this health wellness that's a struggle every single day of, you know, not putting stuff in my mouth that I shouldn't. (laughs) It is. It (laughs) is. Every day. Every day. Yeah. I completely agree. I think... um, Probably for many of our listeners, and I know for us, we always try to pick sort of like healthy resolutions, right? Everybody's goal is mm-hmm. to lose weight or to eat healthier, that kind of thing. Um, and this year, I don't, I don't know that I really did a New Year's resolution. I'm doing Whole30 right now, um, but I just was feeling like I um, maybe treated myself a little too much over the holidays, and I kind of needed to remember that dessert is not an everyday kind of thing, <laughs> um, and a snack is not like potato chips. Um, a snack is, you know, some carrots. Um, so, so the reminder has been good. Um, I'm feeling great. But last year, my New Year's resolution was to do a race every Which month. Which was great. It was a great resolution yeah. um, because it really held me accountable to just being able to complete them, right? Mm-hmm. That was the whole goal. And that's sort of what kicked off. I, I don't want to say it kicked off Dara doing things because that's not true. Dara was already working out and, and doing something. You... You're, but I, it rubbed off on me in some way. I think I forced, team. I forced her to do a bunch of things with me because they were team races. So she did the triathlon with me last year, um, which was really fun. And then we did the Delaware Marathon Relay. Mm-hmm. So I sort of recruited. Um, I was like, hey, I want to do this thing. And you're going to do this thing now. Yeah. Um, and so it was good because I think it forced... Um, both of us to really make sure it we were encourages. right. It does. It, encur- it encouraged us to make sure we were getting out there and sort of getting our miles in, so mm-hmm. that the day of the race, six and a half miles, was something we could <laughs> run. Yeah, and it's always fun to do it with somebody. It is, mm-hmm. um, and it was good. I mean, we were sort of running solo, but the thing—I guess you went first. Did you go first? I went second. You went second. So the thing I really enjoyed about that was we sort of made friends with some of the other teams that mm-hmm. were waiting around. And so then when you were out on the course and you were seeing like mm-hmm. their number two and you were number two, you were kind of like high-fiving mm-hmm. on the course as you were passing each other after the turnaround point. Um, and so I really enjoyed like the camaraderie mm-hmm. of, you know, making sure we were on track with our training, making sure um, 
you know, we were going to be ready on, on game day. And then sort of the other teams, I imagine that you can get a lot of that from the, the try dogs. Try dogs. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell, tell us everything about the try dogs because <laughs> I just find like adult teams fascinating. Yeah. Again, so I just Googled the Tri Dogs, which it's trydogs.org, and we're 256 members wow. from, from, the, from Delaware, obviously, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland. And uh, we have practices Saturday mornings that are free, but we have a, a membership that's $12.50 a year. So it's that's very, more than a dollar a month. <laughs> it's very affordable. Three fifty. Uh, there's a little service fee when you do it online, so total fifteen dollars a year. But we have sponsors that get you discounts. You know, Delaware Running Company, mm-hmm. um, the swim shop up on two hundred two for you know goggles and swimsuits and things like that. But we have practices. Um, just this past Saturday, a group of girls we met in the in one of our friends' basements to get on what's called a bike trainer. So you put a book, uh, your bike on this trainer so you don't go outside. Mm-hmm. And we, we rode for an hour. just So it's a group of girls. We just get together. We do fun things together. Um, you figure out what races everybody's doing, and a group goes together, and you can stay together. You know, you were down there when I was with Michelle, which was great. So you can do a race with somebody. It's helpful, especially when I was starting out. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what kind of things I needed. And yeah, I think the equipment thing, especially with, with triathlons, like I grew up swimming, so I'm like, I know exactly the kind of goggles. Yeah. I know the different types of caps. I could pick them out. Dara's, that's probably something. I have no idea. Yeah, you're not <laughs> as familiar with. Um, but when I started at Orange Theory and I like really was getting into running, I had to sort of like do a lot of research and really understand what I needed out of a running shoe Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had to find out how I should be lacing my running shoes because I actually have a really high um, arch on the top of my foot and so my circulation was constantly being cut off and I thought it was the shoe and it was really just the lacing so now the world of running has really opened opened up up to me because my feet don't become numb. So we've Um, got this whole group of 256 members that have a a vast wide of knowledge from people that are very new to the sport to people that have been racing Ironmans out in Hawaii national championships to Olympic, you know, past Olympians who have a huge knowledge that, you know, can teach you how to change a tire. So, you know, what kind of wetsuit you need? What kind of bike do you need? Yeah. So, so how often do you need a wetsuit, right? Because I, I, I don't really think about often where the water part, the swimming part of the races could take place. But I imagine there are times it's it's in a pool and there are times where it's like open water. Yeah. Most of the, the races that we do around here are open water, a lake or the ocean. Obviously, we're on the coast. So when the water temperature is under, I believe, 74, 72-ish, depends on the race, you are at the wetsuit legal, so you can wear a wetsuit. The wetsuit obviously helps keep you buoyant. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a strong swimmer, it keeps you floating up and helps you move a little faster. And then your wetsuit, you are able to wear through the whole race, right? Yes. Like so when you get it's out, almost, it's like a tri, right? They're like triathlon suits. Well, the wetsuit is the longer one, so you can have long okay. sleeve, short sleeve, oh, down gotcha. to the knee, down to the ankle, and then when you get out of the water, you run to your bike, take it off, and then okay. you've got another outfit on underneath. <laughs> a costume change. A costume change. So you rip that, so you have that off, you've got something else underneath it. Some people wear a t-shirt, pair of sh- bike shorts. Okay. Then you hop on your bike. So this, mm-hmm. for what you were asking, it starts with a swim, then you go to the bike, 
and then, and then it, it ends, ends with, with the run. run. And there's oh. very differences. Some, you know, some there's a spread, which is a shorter distance, and that swim can last anywhere between a quarter mile to a half a mile swim. The bike can be anywhere between five miles to 25 miles, and the run can be anywhere between a 5K to a 10K. And in the longer races, like a full Ironman, those big ones that you see on TV, those are a two-mile swim, a 112-mile bike, and then a full marathon. And those are the ones that are the big ones those last all day. What have been some of your favorite courses to run in Delaware? Or not just have run, you, but, Have you done yeah. the Delaware races? Yes. Yeah, so there are a couple. There, yes. There used to be a company, Piranha Sports, mm -hmm. in Delaware. They were uh, bought out by Kinetic Connecticut Multisports, and they are um, out of Virginia, Maryland, so they hold some of those races, like the old school triat race is now a bear triathlon. Right, so so yeah. I know there's the one in Bear, which is Lum's Pond, mm -hmm. right? So it's in the state park in that yeah. whole area. And then the other one... And that's a great them, beginner race, too. Right, it's a sprint. a sprint. Yes. And then there's another sprint, and they use the Reservoir in Newark, right? And that's a yes. newer one. That's a, yes, and Piranha had that one, and I believe Connecticut... Kinetic Multisports took that one over, and hopefully this year they'll still run it again. Again, that's since they're coming out of Virginia, Maryland, we're hoping that they keep a lot of them. The bigger ones that a lot of us do are um, the Delmo Sports. So Delmo Sports out of uh, New Jersey, they run a lot of the um, Wildwood, the Tri-AC. The they ones do, at the shore. The ones at the shore, and those are nice distances. They do a one right in Philadelphia that's coming up early July. It's the women's. It's all it's, so it's just women only, and that actually swim is in a pool. Okay. So it's it's nice for only women. You swim in a pool, so it's not those those folks that are afraid to swim in open water, just a lap pool. So how do they accommodate? You know, I'm even envisioning like the University of Delaware pool. It's huge, right? You can fit a lot of people, but how do they even accommodate so many people participating? Are you one? Are you swimming round robin with several people in a lane? How do you handle the passing when you have that many people? <laughs> Does everybody have staggered start times? Yeah, it's a so, staggered start time. When you sign up, you give at least an idea, hopefully, of how fast you can do maybe 100 yards, and they'll put you in, and so it's staggered that way. Okay. I'm doing that Philadelphia one for the first time this year, so I've never done a triathlon in a pool before. Oh, so interesting. it'll be very interesting to see how it, mm -hmm. it works, because I've only ever done triathlons open water, where you can pass people in the open mm -hmm. water in the ocean. It's a free-for-all. Yeah, <laughs> where you literally just climb over, you know, swimming. Right, right. With triathlons, is it... Like, depending on which one you're doing, is there, do you ever lose the momentum? Like, I imagine, like, thinking about the pool. Is it, like, you're hopping off your bike and you're ready to get in the pool, but you can't? Like, like is that... you're just exhausted? Or, or, or like, for whatever reason, there's a pause. There's like, a you pause. can't move on to the you're next always, thing. It's always go, go, go. It's always go, go, go. Yeah. I so think you, I would like that better than waiting it's between always, them. Yeah, it's always like you literally come out of the water, mm -hmm. you go to the what's called the transition area where your mm -hmm. bike is, and you take off your cap, your goggles, put on your bike shoes or your sneakers, hop on your bike, and out on the road, come back in and go out on the run, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. What, um... And the goal is always to finish. That's right, always right. Like, the goal is always yeah. to, to, I think of, and this is like, this is my goal every time I yeah, go for a I workout, every time I go for a workout, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. I work out four or five days a week and every single time the goal is to show Just up. To, yeah. First it's to show up. <laughs> so usually I accomplish that. And then it's, it's 
well, they ours are broken down, right? So every block, so it's only six oh, to it's eight enough, minute, yep. yeah, six to eight minute blocks. And so I'm always like, you can make it through one more block. And so then I sort of like get myself where I'm like, I can do six more minutes, okay? Like I can do six minutes until mm-hmm. I have made it all the way through the hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is some of the best advice you got when you were starting out? And then for fun, do you have any like the worst advice you got? <laughs> the best advice for starting out is find a, a race that is for like beginners. So that Philadelphia tries a great one. The one at Lumps Pond's a great one. And find a friend to do it with. That way you're both in it together. You can swim together. You can be on the course together. And, fin- and just have your goal is to finish it. And make it fun. Because the worst thing is to be out there and you don't want to do it. And you just quit. So make it, figure out a way to make it fun. Mm -hmm. And the worst advice is... (laughs) And you don't... This is an expensive sport. It really is. But you don't need to spend... You know, don't be that person or don't think you have to spend $15,000 on a bike. You can. You don't need to. So start out and talk to people. Make just be... Make friends with somebody, join the team, talk to people. A lot of us have extra gear. We're always willing to help. I think that's good advice. Um, a lot of people, especially when they're like with fitness, they're like, I'm doing this mm-hmm. on January 1st. And they buy all of the stuff yeah. and they do it until January 15th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so I think that's good advice um, that you can sort of borrow equipment and um, especially getting your friends to do stuff with yeah. you. Obviously, yeah. that's what I did, and I like to think we're all a little more fit. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're already um, so motivated and accomplished with this. Do you have any resolutions for the year? Or do you have any goals that you're working toward? That yeah, I of... signed up for three or – I think I signed up for four triathlons this year. Okay. So my goal is to do better than I did last year. Mm-hmm. So do you, Is it always four every year? No, okay. and I try to pick – Sometimes I do the same ones year over year to try and do a little bit better. So like so this year I'm trying to do a, a couple new ones. So I've got the Philly try. Mm-hmm. I always do the, the one in AC because I like going down to the beach. And I like going to the shore. It's Maybe nice. we'll see you there this and summer. I, I really like doing those Delmo sports events. They That company puts on amazing events. It's just, just like so Just well, the logistics are well Logistics, run. it's well organized. The, the swag is great, and for the amount of money that you pay for a triathlon, the, sw- the stuff that you get in return, that's always well worth it. It's always, and plus those races usually like end on the beach or end on the boardwalk, and that's always a nice, mm-hmm. it's nice to have as well. You can get your um, Johnson's popcorn. Yes. Yeah. It's always lovely. Which is, which is one of the reasons we're, the, we're working down out. There. The yep. reasons we're doing yep. it is so we can eat the Johnson's popcorn. <laughs> You always exactly. And there's always usually some um, adult beverages afterwards, which is another <laughs> great reason to do it. And then our team has picked uh, a, usually a couple of races to do as a team. So this year we're doing um, it's called a seventy point three. So it's a half Ironman. It's called Eagle Man down in Cambridge, Maryland. And so far there's seventy one of us signed up to do it, which is a big deal. It's North it's the Northeastern Championship. So everything's a half. So it's one mile. So it's one point two mile swim, fifty six bike. In a three point one, so half marathon run. So that's like that's yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And you're doing you're doing the whole shebang. I'm excuse me. I'm doing that particular one as a relay. Oh, so, which uh-huh, is good. Uh-huh. And that's another option with these races. You can break them up and participate. So if you're a great swimmer and you've got a friend who's a great biker and another one's a great runner, sign up as a relay. That's another great kind of camaraderie thing. There's also you can break it up. I do. I'm not a great runner, so. 
a couple of these races I'm doing as aqua bikes, meaning I'm doing the swim and the bike, and then I'm done. Okay. And that's the best feeling to be able to come in a transition and put your bike and see everybody else go to the run. And, I <laughs> and you're done. And I'm done. Um, and, then, and then I've heard of duathlons. Yes. And so the aqu aqua bike was totally new to me until I had met you. I didn't mm -hmm. really know that that was an option because I think I probably would have been more interested in doing that rather because, like I said, running is sort of the mm. thing that is new for me. I always spent, um, did spinning, spun, mm -hmm. I guess spun. Um, spin, spin. spun. I always swam. Um, and then even when, I, when we were kids, we would mountain bike and, and the whole thing. My dad is really into biking. So I, I'm like, I have the setup for the two more complicated things and I'm mm -hmm. good to go. But with the running, I always was more nervous. And, um, but all I had really seen is as a two part, right. Doing two parts of the triathlon mm -hmm. was biking and, and running, running yeah. and they were skipping out on the swimming and I'm like no that's the part I'm good at mm -hmm. um but aqua bike gives you sort of something different so yeah. for those who don't like to run it's hard on your knees biking you can get a recumbent bike which is better on your back and your knees you can swim which is better on yeah, everything absolutely um so, so first and then bike and then done yeah and you can make it to the to the beer cart with your ticket before very, everybody else very quick yes yeah. I did one race in Smyrna, and they don't do this race anymore, but it was a swim, run, swim. Okay. And I, as a swimmer, I'm like, why can't the swim be last? Because I'm good at that part. Yeah. Now I know why. My Lord, it, it, breathing. The breathing after, is oh hard. My, yeah. Now yeah. I'm like, now I know why they don't want to do that. Yeah. I can yeah, Aquabite, yeah. Aquabite's a great choice for those who can't run. Mm -hmm. What is your... Should we call it, do we call it training? Like that makes it sound very intense, but it is training. What, so what is your weekly schedule like in terms of like working out and staying healthy? What, what is your regimen? So I am very different in my triathlon or aqua bike training because I teach fitness classes. Mm -hmm. So I use that as my training. Whereas you can get online and Google triathlon training. You can get a 10 week, a six week, an eight week, a 15 week for free online. There's online triathlon coaches within our TriDog program. We have certified triathlon coaches that you can get and hire and get an online in-person coach. Um, but I teach at a couple of the local Ys. I teach at University of Delaware fitness classes. So that really keeps me good there as far as strength training, as far as spinning and those activities as well. So I take kind of like that road Mm -hmm. that way and then I also participate and swim in, in the pool and get mm -hmm. my swimming done that way. What are you like as a fitness instructor? What am I What like? is your personality? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you have a persona? Like <laughs> you have, so so I always find this fascinating. Um I don't have two Instagrams. I have my Instagram and then we have sort of the podcast Instagram and so um and, and same thing, like I have my Twitter and we have the podcast Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely a little more personal stuff. I get a little more political. There's a lot more nutmeg on my personal Instagram. Um, but every once in a while, uh, she's she's on the podcast one. We actually, we just promoted her. Oh. Um, so now she's our intern. Oh, good. Yeah, she's our intern. I know you had some intern issues earlier. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, she told me she wanted to get paid. Mm, wow. Um, which is amazing because you know, for two and a half years, she hasn't wanted to get a job. So she told me she wanted a okay. job. She wanted to get paid. We agreed. She, we would call her the intern. She would continue doing what she does. Um, she got a bully stick. She, she did get a bully stick. So I guess she got paid, but that doesn't help us pay our mortgage. No, not at all. So we're, she's still looking for a job. This is an unpaid <laughs> internship. If anyone knows of anything, 
where she doesn't have to interact with strangers oh. and mostly can sit on the couch with her electric blanket. Mm, that's that the job be, I'm looking for. Yeah, me too. But unfortunately, she has found it. I have not. Um, yeah. So we have like, anyway, so we have the two different personas okay. of sort of like me, myself, and then sort of the, the whole podcast. And um, I love Delaware and I am obsessed with it, but in my real life, a little less so than it would appear. Um, so for you, you have your personal Instagram and now you have your fitness Instagram, your, uh-huh. your Fitstagram, I guess I should call it. <laughs> so and I, t- yeah. That yeah. Is- so does that match your sort of persona? It does a little bit because I was worried that because I was posting more and more fitness things that my friends would get annoyed with it. So I tried to keep kind of more of my fitness things and posting more about my schedule and where I am and what I'm teaching on that fitness side so that like my friends would be like, oh my God, she's so annoying with all this fitness stuff. But my, I would say my personality teaching wise is totally who I am. And you've, you've, I've met you a couple times now. And I'm just the way I am crazy as it is. Even tonight uh, after spin classes, we're putting this stuff away. A couple of the people in the class were like, great class, but are you mad at us? Oh, no. Because oh, it was just, because it, it I called tonight's class, like, interval hell tonight. Like, because it was just all, it was just hard tonight. And it's not that I tried to kill them, but but it's, I'm very... But we showed up to work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I made one comment tonight that I said, we've got an elevator, so let's work hard tonight. You, you, you don't have to go up the stairs, you can go up the elevator. So, I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm crazy and I like to tell fun stories and about me. They always like to come in and say what, you know, what happened to me this week. And, mm-hmm. you know, they know I always, my fa- you know, I think we talked about when we were down at the beach where I'm from and my favorite holidays coming up. Mm-hmm. So we always talk about that. And, and so they, it, they just know I'm nuts. So I think that's what they like about me. Yeah, I mean, you have a big personality. You know, we always talk about we love people who are really enthusiastic about whatever it is they're into. um, And you're pretty enthusiastic (laughs) about whatever you're into. So I think um, when people are looking for a group fitness instructor, especially me, I love love group fitness. I think it's for lazy people. That's what I always (laughs) say. Um, because all you have to do is show up yeah. and then somebody tells, tells you what you, what you have to do. to do. And when you think, oh my gosh, this is really hard. I'm going to dial it back. The instructors are always like, I know it's hard, but you can do it. And you know what? I can do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. And so now that they told me I can do it and also yeah. they're watching, mm-hmm. I will do it. Yeah. But if it were just me, I'd dial it down yeah. every time. So. And I'm not that cheerleader fitness. I'm like, come on team. I'm like, no, like you showed up. So let's just do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So there's like a, a your art. I used to watch Biggest Loser. I mm-hmm. love Bob Harbour and Jillian Michaels. I feel like you're describing sort of like a cross between. You're not quite as like scream in your face, Correct. but you're, you're maybe a little more scream in your face than than Bob Correct. is uplifting. I'm very direct. I'm very matter of fact. I'm not like yay. So maybe like Bob in the later seasons. Yes, I would yeah. go with that. Yeah, because I think he got a little harsher once Jillian left the show. <laughs> yeah. There are so many places to work out in Delaware and find like the right fit for you. I know Emily, of course, is always talking about Orange Theory. Yes. Um, I work out at an independent bar studio, oh, um, yeah. B Bar Fit, mm-hmm. and I know that you've talked about being at the Y. Um, what sort of advice do you have for people like looking? Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're overwhelmed by the options. Maybe they don't know what options are out there. Like, I mean, of course, you talked about just googling and finding. Um, Try dogs. What what sort of steps should people take if they're looking to get healthy now? Great question. 
I think um, talking to your friends, seeing what they're doing, and just trying things, trying to be just to be open to what's out there. You have to try different things, see what you like, see what works for you, and don't just try once and be done with it. You know, Orange Theory is a great option that, you know, give yourself three months. I tried it for three months. It wasn't for me, but oh, no. yeah, like, it's, but I gave it three months. And I, you got good workouts. Those and you three got months. yeah, you got. Th- I don't like the row and the treadmill, so I'm like, you know what, this isn't for me. It, so I was like, right. okay, this isn't gonna work. But I love the TRX. Like I love the TRX stuff. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this. And then I started teaching the the different Les Mills programs and started doing that. So I think it's just trying to figure out what works for you, trying it, sticking with it, finding friends, meeting people, mm-hmm. being a little outside like if you're not outgoing meet one friend say hi to somebody smile i i agree i think that makes a huge difference i have half my gym friends dara's now met some of them (laughs) i bet you've taken me to an orange theory class i took dara to an orange theory class we did a partner workout so so um that's always something to think about a lot of times when you ask your friend like hey like what are you doing to work out? And they'll go, oh, oh my gosh, actually, I go to this bar studio. A lot of, especially the smaller independent studios, um, and Orange Theory does this too, um, they'll offer, like, I get some sort of bonus if my friend comes mm-hmm. in and tries the class, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or they'll just give you a discount. Like, if Dara were to refer me and I said, oh, you know, I'm kind of on the fence, I don't know, they might give you a discount yeah. off your first month so that you can try it out for a little longer. I know the Y does that as well. Um, I know the Brandywine Y just opened up this whole new second floor. They just had a brand new grand reopening. So that studio up there is amazing. Um, and I teach at University of Delaware. So that's for students and faculty. And a lot of people that I talk to have kids that go to Delaware and didn't even know that they offered group fitness. So yeah. now that I teach so it there as well. Dare take your class. <laughs> I can. I work at UD. And oh, okay. so I usually just, I try to like on my lunch break, like hop on the elliptical for 30 minutes. Um, and I, I, ha- I haven't been there that long and I haven't ever taken a group fitness class, but it's, it's like on my to-do list. And I do say now that I'm meeting you, I think I, I might be stopping by. There you go. Yeah. This is great. So I check the schedule. So I, I have been like, I have been a little nervous. I've been like, well, I'm worried. Like, what if I sign up and then I can't find the room? Like you come up with all of these reasons yeah. that, that get in your way. It, to be I honest, know, it, it is terrifying. It's, it's so overwhelming. It is terrifying. The I think the first time I really started doing any group fitness was in college. I sort of had like two rounds. One when I was home for the summer. Peter and I. Um, Peter was a guest we had on a few months ago. Um, you guys will remember him. He was living in Chicago. He's now moved to New York. But he and I would go to spin once a week at Western Y, and we went to like I think it was like a nine forty five a.m. class. Right. This was. A, a long time ago um so we went to our class but it was sort of like the stay-at-home moms um and like retirees like people who don't have to be anywhere until 9 45 and so that was like that was our people me and peter the college students and like you know it worked for us and then and then my dad started coming with us um because he my like i said my dad's really into biking and so um i remember the instructor's name at the time was was maria and so my dad came with us a couple of times and she was like he doesn't he doesn't seem to like it which you've met my dad you kind of know he doesn't seem to like a lot of things but they're fine it's fine he just doesn't he's just pretty he's a pretty quiet guy um and he doesn't do a lot of smiling so that would indicate he doesn't like things, and that's not true. And so she started making playlists just for him of music Aww. she thought he would like, um, but he did, he actually he did not like spin class. He doesn't like group fitness, 
Um, so he stopped going, but she, I felt bad because she was, she, she really she wanted him to like all. her playlist. He was, other than Peter, the only man coming to the class. Um, and then in college, same thing. I started spinning in college um, over the summer. So we would, on our lunch break, my roommate and I would go and we would spin with one of the other girls who was doing research and would run the lunchtime class, which was great. And then I've like revitalized my group fitness mm-hmm. um but that being said so you teach spinning yes and then what else do you teach and i know some of these are probably most people know spinning stationary bike indoor cycling indoor cycling most yes. people get that you sort of get you can be sprinting you can be doing heavier resistance so mm-hmm. that you're you're like training on hills that kind of thing um but tell us about your other classes and yes. sort of what they entail so i teach another group of classes it's um les mills and people might know there's body pump there's tone, there's body combat, old school body step, things like that. So I teach body pump, I teach sprint, and I'm getting ready to teach tone. So okay. body, um, body pump is 55 minutes. It's weight training to music. So it's 55 minutes. You always have 10 tracks. It's a warm-up, it's a squat, it's biceps, triceps, backtrack, lunges. So it's like full body it's full strength body. training yeah. and the, for one and, hour. And the, what Les Mills program is, is that it's all over the world. So there's instructors all over the world. And no matter where you go to take a class, whether it's Des Moines, Iowa, Orange County, or Tokyo, it's the same program. So, so you, every is it like every day this is the body pump workout for the day? Every quarter there's a new release. Okay. Now we can switch up that release and I can teach really whatever I want. But the basic core, there's always going to be a squat track, a back track. So I can go into a class and I might not understand the language, but I know ex- what Every muscle are. that's going to be where. Yes. Okay. So, and then sprint class. Is Les Mills a person? It, yes. Okay. It is. Yes. They're, they're, um, it's an Australian company, but yes, he was an actual person, but that's his, the, the name of the company. Okay. Okay. Great question. Yes. And then um, sprint is a 30 minute hit class on a bike. Okay. So think of it as um, like a boot camp class or a Tabata class. So it's high intensity interval training, but you use the bike as a tool. Okay. So it's 30 minutes all out on a bike. Okay. So you are sprinting, you are running. There's So think of it as a spinning class, but no hills. Okay. So you're bringing the heart rate up, you're yes. bringing the heart rate down, up and up, down, up, up and down. 30 minutes straight. Okay. It's intense, and that's okay. we just brought that to the Western Y. I want to say in June or July ish. Okay, so, so it's newer. Newer people are loving it because it's thirty minutes. So it's, it's like a high intensity. Yes, spin. you're in and out in thirty minutes. I burn more calories in that class than I do in teaching our normal forty-five minute spinning class. Okay. Yeah. People are liking just the, the the short interval amount of time, which is good. And then tone class that's that's new for me. I just taught it tonight. Um, that's anywhere between 45, 55 minutes. And that's a corporation of its strength. It's cardio. Um, it's some body flow, which is like, you know, some, maybe some yoga poses. So it's all corporated. So on the to, balance, yes, which is core. Core, strength, cardio. So it's a little bit um, old school body attack or like a aerobics. Okay. So it's all of that combined together. Okay. But no, you're not teaching jazzercise. No, no Jane Fonda. No Jane Fonda. Okay. Now, is Jane Fonda, like, that's out? That's out. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing Jane Fonda. I'm doing it. <laughs> Do, <laughs> Darren, no, Jane I'm, Fonda? I'm so kidding, but not really. No. Um, I have, like, a really old Jane Fonda workout book. And you know what? Jane knows what's good. 
It's you know, classic. I watched Monster in Law yesterday oh. during the snow day. Nutmeg and I did. You know, she likes her rom coms. Love um, a good rom com. I know, and and I don't even know that that's a rom com because she ends up with the guy is. in the end. Well, she does, but like he's not really a part of the movie. Huh. It's anyway. It's a chick flick. We'll we'll rename. It's a chick <laughs> flick. Um, and she was looking good, and now it was a while ago. But you know what? I went and saw um, Book Club last mm-hmm. summer, and um. The movie was terrible. I don't recommend it, but she looked great. Yeah, she's. In, do you watch Grace and Frankie on Netflix? Yes, I do. She's. She looks great. And it's coming back this, this week. Uh, yeah, this week. Mm-hmm. This week. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. But yeah, so I teach those classes, and also at Delaware, I teach sprint and body pump at Delaware as well. The winter session. So yeah. Um, we've talked so much about um, just fitness classes and staying busy and staying active that way. But I'm curious to know what else you enjoy doing. Like, uh, we try to talk to people a little bit about, you know, restaurants, what they like to do on the weekends. Um, so can you give us a, a taste of what else you're up to other than staying in incredibly good shape? <laughs> and learning all of this. this is, it, t- it does take <laughs> up a lot of time. And I do have a 8 to 5 normal job, which... Wow. Exactly, yes. So I spend a lot of time doing this. It does take a lot of time, to, especially for the spinning class because I have to put together my own music and my own workout, so I do spend some time doing that. But I, I hang out with friends. I have a lot of friends from old, from my old, I'll say my old work meeting when I used to work in Baltimore. Um, I still hang out with friends. We go. I'm, I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, so I go to four, four, five, six concerts a year. So I spend a you're, lot. Okay, you're one of those people. I'm one of those people. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I see. So yeah, Dave was just here with me in December, so I was at that show. In Philly, so I got it's like, and I travel all over the U.S. to see him. So we spend a lot of time together. Um, I travel. Now, a lot. does he know who you are? Um, probably not. Probably not. I think he does, but he probably, you know, okay. the restraining order says no. So, um, <laughs> so with the new 76ers Fieldhouse opening, you know, yes. they're going to be hosting concerts that can hold up to three thousand people. Now. Is that too small for Dave Matthews Band? I mean, still for big an enough? intimate show, for me, it would be lovely. But yes, that would be very, very small. It would be small. too small for Because, so, you know, any band you don't listen to, you sort of can't gauge. Like, are they are they playing The Queen or Wells Fargo? <laughs> I'd um, love to see them in that incident so, venue. Yeah, but. someone asked me when I said the Backstreet Boys were touring, they said, do I think they'll come to The Queen? Oh and it hurt my heart. Oh, my Lord. It hurt my no. heart. No, don't worry. I have floor seats <laughs> at Wells Fargo. We're, we're good. I am ready to see the Backstreet Boys. 12-year-old Emily is so oh, excited. I just got Billy Joel for Baltimore. Oh, that's at, at Royal Farms? No, down at Camden Yards. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Yeah, that's much better. Don't go They're back. nosebleed. But I don't, I rec- I, I, yeah, I don't I recommend a concert at Royal Farms. No. no I tried. No. It was but not good. I travel. I spent a lot of time in Florida, which I love on the Panhandle. So I love traveling. I love being at the beach. My best friend lives out in Seattle, so I spent some time out there. Do you, you talked about um, meeting Emily at the shore. Yeah. Do you, are, are you a New Jersey or a Delaware beaches person? The, sh- the shore Both. or the beach? The shore or the beach. Believe it or not, neither. Now, I only go to, to New Jersey when I stay with Michelle to do the races. I grew up in Western PA, and so the Delaware beach wasn't a thing. You went to the lake? Yeah. We, the eastern shore? No water we, we, at all? We really didn't go. <laughs> To the beach, like we would, like our family vacations every once in a while. We went to Virginia Beach. Okay. But until I moved to Delaware when I was an adult, I didn't. 
I heard of the Delaware Beach, but didn't go. So I never really had a Dewey experience until mm -hmm. I was older. So I've been to the Delaware Beaches, but I'm not... I have friends who still, in our older age, still go to the beach every weekend in the summertime, and that's just not me. I do prefer, if, you have, if you're holding a gun to my head, I will go to the the Delaware beaches. Okay. Okay. Either I, either options. Either okay. Either I do options prefer, fine. but yes. Mm -hmm. Coming from good. Western PA, we just didn't go to the, the beaches or the shore or either, or even a lake. We we have we have the crick. You had the crick. The crick. Okay. <laughs> okay. We we too have the crick. Yes. In my grandmother's backyard. Yes. And and the exciting thing is you would go and you would throw rocks in. Yes. The it was very exciting to yes. throw the rocks it in the would, crick. It, oh, good times. <laughs> good times. Um. Yeah, I I can't. We're talking about summer, but it's the middle of winter right oh. now. Um, and of course, the big thing that everyone thinks is that there's nothing to do in winter. But I'm wondering, what is your favorite thing to do in winter? Is there, whenever we have people on and guests in the summer, we always want to know like their favorite Woodside ice cream flavor. Yeah. So I'm wondering what the what is the winter equivalent of that question? Oh God, I am the worst with food. Here's okay. why. I only like vanilla ice cream. Well, that's okay. I was an adult until I had my first blueberry or a vegetable. Okay, okay. I have to stop you. I know about the vegetable thing. We've talked about we the talked vegetable about thing, and I I don't understand. Um, like, I actually cannot fathom <laughs> Growing up. the vegetable thing. But but the blueberry thing, so Dara's family actually, um, I, I would say, owns a blueberry farm. Your blueberries are for sale on the commercial markets. Yeah. So that's a blueberry farm. So So she... Keep she in touch. She is the dog. So if a book were written about her, it would be <gasps> the Blueberry Farmer's Daughter. Ooh. I don't know. But you know that's a very popular way of naming books. That's, yeah. Um, so a great a title. It, and it would have nothing very to do with catchy. blueberry farming. But, you know. But, so you never had a blueberry until you were an adult. Correct. You did not eat vegetables. And so I, I just want our listeners to really understand what you mean by you didn't eat vegetables. So until three or four years ago, I had my first zucchini squash, asparagus. Mm -hmm. I had this, I had the staple items. I mm -hmm. had a carrot, I had a celery, I had mm -hmm. a green bean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a single one. Corn. You'd had a I corn. Had a, I had a corn. <laughs> she had a kernel. I had a corn. Once she had a kernel. Up until my adult life, my food didn't touch. I didn't like mm -hmm. things touching. Mm -hmm. I still never had gravy. I just had stuffing last Thanksgiving. And, and it's my favorite part. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I blame it on my parents. You should. Again, you should. growing up in a small farming town in Western PA, dad grew up on a farm, meat and potatoes. We moved. Dad worked third shift, so dad cooked. Dad just knew meat and potatoes, so we just had like five staple meals, and that's all we had. Rotating meat and potatoes. Exactly. Okay. Rotating through, you know, a hot dog in there, maybe a spaghetti and a meatball. Okay. On a good day, peanut butter and jelly. So. I moved to Delaware and I was like, there's these things called food? There's vegetables? What is this? And so I met with my friends with the Tri Dogs down in Cape May for a race. We had these vegetables. So I was like, I'll try this. <laughs> I, I think I when we were together, you had melon for the first time. Yes, I had a melon for the first I don't wow. like it, but I had a melon. She did not like it. Now in college, I did not, was not an avid trier. I'd be like, I wouldn't try. Now I'm, I'll try anything. Okay. I still don't like my cheese on pizza. I still take the cheese off pizza. Okay. So you do know that you, you can get no cheese pizzas here, right? You just the get a tomato pie. The problem is, mm -hmm. is that they burn the, the tomato sauce. 
Well, you're not getting it from the right places. Oh, okay. I think I think instead of Kristen giving us recommendations, since she's a trier, <laughs> we should give her a rec. I think. Yes. Yeah, she- okay, so I like to get tomato pie at DeMeo's, okay. which is on Market Street in Wilmington. Okay. Um, I think I think they. I think theirs is just very, I looked very for a good. Pen. I'm like, I gotta write some. Yeah, write it down. Um, I think their tomato pie is very good. Is it cold? No, theirs is warm. Okay. When you go to Serpy's, it's cold. Oh, that's I would okay. Serpy's I think is sort of the most famous one. It's sort of the party platter mm-hmm. version. Everyone has it at every graduation party, followed up by their Rita's water ice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was at my graduation party, mm. followed up by Rita's water ice. But I like DeMeo's. I think they have good. Okay. Good tomato pie. And I think talking about fruits and vegetables, we would be remiss not to mention the infamous smoothie bowl. Yes. We had Kelly Hart ranched on um, a few months ago, and she owns Viva Bowls in yes. Newark. And I heard so, you talk about this, so oh I'm, gosh, con- so, I'm good. so interested in this. So good. We love our smoothie bowl. Well, I especially love okay. my smoothie bowls. Whole 30 has been really hard because I do like the crunch of the granola, and I really like... Um, getting the Nutella on it. And so I kind of just like said, like, I got to cut it off. Yeah. And it gets expensive. So I, I'm like taking a break from smoothie bowls while I'm doing Whole30. But I'll I'll make my okay. way back. I make them at home now. Um, I can buy the acai at Costco or at Trader Joe's. And so I do make my own sometimes. Okay. But definitely, definitely stop by Kelly's place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're about out of time. So we'll just wrap up with sort of some things we have coming up that we're looking forward to. Dee, what do you have? Um, I will admit that I am I'm kind of behind on my, my January planning, but I have a couple activities I have coming up. Um, and I think I'm gonna I might be doing them both with um, with my mom. Oh, yeah. always fun to do a little mother daughter stuff. Yeah. So um, you tipped me off to this that there's an urban gardening workshop coming up. It's hosted by the Delaware Nature Society um, down at DuPont Environmental and Education Center in Wilmington. Um, it's coming up on January 23rd after work, and you, of course, that brings everybody in. You can enjoy wine and cheese while learning about what beneficial creatures you can support in your urban garden. I love that. Um, I don't garden. Um, I do. I'll give a shout out to Ben, my desk mate. Um, you've heard a lot about Ben, but today we were feeding our fish and we were admiring our cactus. We have a cactus and, and a couple of fish. Um, we're, we're down to two fish again. We had three, but um, actually everyone will enjoy this. It disappeared. I came back from the holiday and it was gone. We could not find it and we think the other fish ate it. I know. So there's cannibalism at my office. But anyway, anyway, we were admiring our cactus, and we noticed that our cactus is sprouting some new little little bulbs. It was very exciting. So um, I, I think I'm becoming an urban gardener. I'll let you know after I attend the workshop. Find out if cacti are, uh, are things you can urban garden. And then the other thing I have going on is um, we're going to see Minor Fantastical Kingdoms, which is a new play that the rep is putting on. Um, the resident ensemble players in Newark. Um, and this is an exciting play because it's a new work, um, but if anyone's familiar with the rep, they would know that there's a certain group of actors. So you see the same actors playing different roles throughout the season. And um, this work is actually written by one of the actors. So you've seen him act before, you've seen him direct, and now writer, director, him. actor, triple threat. He's the next Bradley Cooper. Um, and actually, 
you know, we, we talk about you going to the rep a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you actually are a subscriber. So mm-hmm. you have do a series, you have tickets to every single show. Um, and so it's a great way if you're interested in sort of trying out some of the local arts is doing things like a subscriber series um, because you often can get a discount on those tickets and um, really have something interesting. And you may be interested in say three of the six plays you know you would really wanna see. You do the subscription and it turns out you have these other three that you actually really enjoy and you got to experience something new. So it's always good to think about um, things like subscription series to The Grand, The Playhouse, The Rep. Um, I'm actually gonna go to a show at The Grand in a couple of What weeks. are you seeing? Legally Blonde, the musical. I'm very excited. Um, Ryan and Christina invited um, invited me, so Meredith and I are going to sit in the nosebleeds, and Ryan and Christina are going to sit closer because Meredith okay. and I um, have allocated a different budget than Ryan. But you Christina. know, it's not a huge theater, so the nosebleeds aren't that. I agree. Needy. I agree. We're good with the forty dollars tickets. Oh. I think. I think that's where we are. So I'm excited about Legally Blonde. Um, that's going to be actually in February, so it's pretty far out. But they still have tickets. They're here for one weekend. So if you're interested in that. It's at the Grand. It's going to be, um, I think there are two shows Saturday and a show on Sunday. So that's going to be really fun. And then more or sooner, I have something coming up. Um, we obviously have talked a lot about the choir school in the last couple months, having Ariane Harley, their director of music and operations on the podcast last month, and then my joining the board last month. But this is my first event as a board member, and I'm on the event committee, so I have to hype it up. But there's actually a cabaret on Friday night, and it's going to be featuring the Camarada, which is our late middle school and our high school students, and then our professional um, choral scholars. So it's going to be a really fun night. There's going to be wine and beer for purchase. Um, and then we're also going to have some complimentary snacks. We're thinking, actually not we're thinking, I know what they're going to be. We're going to have um, cheese trays from Jansen's, and then I think we're going to have some other little snacks as well. And like I said, the snacks are complimentary, so included in your ticket price. Well, speaking of food, um, I don't know if you know this, but you tipped me off on something that's happening um, this January. I saw on Facebook that you were going to Downtown Newark Restaurant Week. I, I love Newark Restaurant Week. Um, this was actually maybe three or four years ago was the first year I went to it. Um, and I'm much better about Wilmington Restaurant Week because for me it's just much more convenient. But I like going down to Newark, especially because I'm not there as much now. And so it's a good chance to look at the list of restaurants and say, you know what, that looks interesting. I'm going to go for dinner. And I, um, I love restaurant weeks because for lunches, they typically do two courses for $15. And then for dinners, they are three courses, um, and they're typically thirty to thirty-five dollars. It varies on the restaurant week, and um, I I love it because I would never get an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. It's just not usually in my budget. It's not usually the amount of food I would eat. And so what I love about it is I go, I get the appetizer, and I usually eat the whole appetizer. I eat a little bit of my entree, take it home, eat the dessert, and then I have a meal for the next day. I got to have a dessert, I got to have an appetizer, I got to try so many things, um, and have a glass of wine, and the whole shebang still comes out to, say, $45, including your tip. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a nice way to try out restaurants you wouldn't normally go to. And it was actually the first time I tried Del Pez, was the one in Newark, before Mm -hmm. Wilmington Riverfront ever opened. Um, So, and I loved it there, and they, they actually gave us the happy hour drink specials with our 
um, restaurant week. So we were getting like $3 margaritas at the time. I think they're $5 now. So I definitely recommend to anyone. It's a great, it's a great option Mm -hmm. to try. Yeah. So that's coming up January 21st. And I think there are more details to come, um, from the, the downtown New York partnership about who's participating and what sort of specials they'll have running. Right. So we'll definitely link that event on Facebook so you guys can check it out. And we are about out of time. So before we sign off, I just want to make sure everybody can follow Kristen. Um, So Kristen, do you want to give everybody your social? Absolutely. I am at uh, Kristen Lepley underscore fitness. And you can also check out the TriDogs at TriDogs.org or we're on Facebook at TriDogs Multisport Club. Mm-hmm. And that's dog with a D-A-W-G-S. <laughs> yes. Dogs. And as always, we will link everything for you guys in our episode notes. And Nutmeg is attacking Kristen <laughs> and letting her know that they're best friends. Yay! So with that, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Della Darling Podcast. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Della Darling Pod on Instagram and Twitter and The Della Darling on Facebook.